Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. You're back. I'm back. Come on, don't make a big song and dance about it. What about this song? Uh, The Dancing Bear is back. I was thinking more like this. Okay. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Barton. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Jazz. Explained. Explained. Peter, we're back uh, at it. First time back in the pod front. Yes. Do the people know about the, the pod front yet? You got to get hip to the pod front. Well, ne- next week or maybe about the time that they hear this, uh, we're going to be on live from the fr- pod front. Actually, no, you know what? This might hit. This might drop before we're live next week, right? I think this is always hard because we're having to project ourselves. No, in the this, future. Is, this is dropping uh, like Wednesday. So if you're listening to this, it's probably Wednesday. If okay. it's Thursday and you're listening to it, that's okay. But where you been? I know. Exactly. I, I love how we like we act like everyone's just waiting with bated breath. Well, maybe they are. But yeah, so next week, this yeah. coming week, is it next or this? That's such a confusing it's, it's little... this Monday. This, not next Monday. Yeah, some people would say next Monday and I'd be like, oh, so you mean the Monday after this coming Monday? We've done this shtick before, haven't Have we? we? <laughs> I don't know. What about if I said it'll be a fortnight away? That means two weeks. Okay. Yeah. That's next. That's next. Right. Exactly. But this coming But it's the confused. next Monday that's going to occur. The next possible oh Monday, which Who's is on first? this Monday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This, this coming Monday. This coming Monday. Why don't we just tell them the date? So today is, we can't even tell them what today is because that's going to, today's the 20th. Yeah. Wednesday the 20th. So it's 25th. 22, 23, 24, 25th. The 25th. We will be back live. We will be back live on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. You'll hear it live on YouTube. We haven't done one in a very long time. Since we moved, really. I think we did one, and we just saw how bad it looked. (laughs) (laughs) But we've got it under control. Actually, it will be under control. That's going to be 4 p.m. Eastern, I believe. 4 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be live. We're going to be just, you know, chatting about some jazz piano-related topics. We might even take your questions. So join us over there on the Open Studio YouTube That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yes, but that'll explain, you know, as per your statement about the pod front, people will know. Better to show them instead of tell them, right? Man, it's looking good in here. It is. It's sounding good in here. We got our speakers up on the the ceiling. Watch that. Boom. We got a big old light here. We're going to need to dial that light in, but... (laughs) Yeah, it's all good. Um, Yeah, so... We've been apart for, what, uh, about three weeks now? About three weeks, yeah. Um, and to our regular listeners of the pod, which we hope you are, uh, if not, welcome in, or as Adam would say, where you been? Where you been? <laughs> uh, but we did some individual episodes. How do you think that... Would the, that be something you might be interested in? Well, we were interested <laughs> in it. Uh, we don't know if the folks... I think the folks enjoyed it. We got, got some nice comments on those. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just a little aside here, this uh, little sound clip... Now, would that be something you might be interested in? It's yes. like the number one thing people say to me when they talk about the podcast. You <laughs> right, know, like they'll be right. like, hey, I listen to your podcast. And they'll be like, and then like some, <laughs> somewhere I could see them trying to work it into the conversation to be like, now, would that be something you might be interested That's in? That's so great. I know. The fact that we stole that from a now canceled in, in <laughs> two different ways, canceled yeah, no, program, yeah. <laughs> dated canceled program. That's right. Um, but yeah, no, it's great to be back. It was so great. Uh, I just started telling you about some of this. And you're like, we save it for the pod, save it for the pod. Yeah, yeah. But got to meet um, a number of you'll hear it listeners, lovers of the pod. Awesome. Or likers of the pod. I mean, it's kind of a I mean, they have to say something. But some folks in Poland. Nice. We have a lot of listenership in Poland. Oh, shout out to know. Poland. Big shout out to Poland. That's a we big are a jazz top, company, uh, country, actually. We stay in the top 10 for, for a music commentary podcast in this oh, country of yeah, Poland. Poland. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's like and, my favorite bottle of water, too, Poland Springs. 
That's in, that in Idaho. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Shit. Named after the uh, the the home country. Uh, Germany met some good folks there. Yeah, just kind of everywhere, man. It's always exciting and humbling to meet uh, folks that listen to the pod. So, but it's good to be back. We, uh, you were out for a little bit, and I did some solo episodes, That's right? Um, and then you did some that I really enjoyed. And the one thing that it's difficult, I don't know if you, and we could trade a few notes on this, I guess, since we both did them one thing that's difficult on the solo pod is witty banter it's it's (laughs) hard to do witty banter by yourself i mean i would argue that we don't really pull it off even together (laughs) hey well but at least we show how hard it is to do when we're together (laughs) when you do it alone and we both i noticed took different approaches to this yeah uh, like you you just didn't even try (laughs) yeah you made a valid uh really good attempt and (laughs) somewhat (laughs) successful attempt at woody banter i just gave up on it i just went straight for nerdiness man you went very instructional though it was like an audio class it was so great man yours were like (laughs) you were like i'm gonna you know you know, settle in for something good here because you're I about to learn. I always get nervous when I have to do solo ones. So I'm like, all right, I got to bring out the big guns. I got to bring out like interesting theory. That's actually how like- Magic voicing systems. Magic voicing <laughs> No, like the, fir- the very first solo episodes I ever did ended up being like one of our most watched YouTube videos because we right. were doing, remember we were doing every episode was also going on YouTube. Yeah. And that was the like impetus for getting me to do YouTube videos was because that one solo episode. Yeah. But I like, I try to bring out, because I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you I just revert don't back trust to your my defaults. personality enough. You know? <laughs> no, but it is. I mean, it's just, I think what it is is we're just used to doing it a certain way. But if you think, I mean, most of the pods that I listen to, they're either interviews or two folks talking or more. Yeah. You know, it's it's very hard to pull off just the one, but I, th- I thought you did really well. I thought um, it was a fun change of pace, but it's great to be back. So let me, th- so you went to Austria. Yes. You went to Vienna. Vienna. You said a few days in Vienna? Five, five days? days in Vienna. That's a long time in Vienna. And no gigs. And it was going to be a total vacation from the piano. Uh-huh. But it turned out not to be. Because? Because the Airbnb we stayed in happened to have a piano. Are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah. I guess it's Vienna. They got to have. It's Vienna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more of like an atmospheric kind of ambiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice old piano that was out of tune. And I didn't, pl- I didn't practice or anything, but I did play it a little bit. That's so. why you got you to gotta get the guitar out, man. You know, because right. I went up to to Minnesota. There was no piano in sight. Yeah. But I brought the guitar. That's it's always nice. good. You could you But you play, can play the guitar. I, my guitar chops are horrible. That's why you bring it on vacation. That's true. You, you, I'd like to learn guitar. Get a little, get a little time in. That's uh, cool. Did you see any good music while you were over there? Yes. So I uh, got to see actually quite a bit of music, more than I was sort of expecting. Uh, in Vienna was sort of a surprise. I looked at the schedule just to see what was happening around town. Because there's the Vienna Jazz Festival, which is a really cool festival in some great venues that I've played quite, you know, I don't know, six, eight times over the years. Um, I knew it was around this time. Unfortunately, they canceled it this year. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get the whole story on that, but hopefully that'll be back because it's a really, really good festival. But at the Concert House, Concert House, I don't is know it, if I'm pronouncing that. Is it H-A-U-S It House? is indeed, yeah. yes, with the Viennese German. Um, there was a concert I saw on the schedule of pianist friend of the pod i don't know if she's a friend of the pod we'll make her a friend of the pod hiromi oh, was performing something you might be interested it in. was something 100%. i was interested yeah. in and um um the folks at the concert house remembered me from my mini no my several uh stellar or at least average performances there over the years and and sent over some tickets oh really Hiromi, yeah so how many times did you have to say um did you know who i am while you <laughs> no were- <laughs> i just said this is brad meldow <laughs> But please leave them. I'm so famous. Leave them in my alter ego, Peter Martin's name instead. And they were like, absolutely. That's so funny. Um, No, actually, the jazz presenter there 
um, I've, I, uh, is a friend and I've known just from playing there over the years. But um, he's a he's just a really really nice guy. We shared some some drinks and meals after the concerts. He's he knows everybody kind of in the jazz touring world so it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of fun but he uh, I didn't even get to see him he was gone but he said yeah I'll leave some tickets let me know what you think that kind of a thing this is why when young musicians ask about like you know oh like what about like hanging or should I like I don't know if I like to hang I'm always like just go hang right. you never know you make friends with the promoter you get to go see Hiromi for free exactly you know and that's that's yeah. the good reason to hang with people. absolutely <laughs> always but it was great so she had a very unique program um of, of which I know she's done before, but I hadn't seen it, where it's just piano and string quartet. Oh, uh, and all compositions... My of, wheelhouse had a wheelhouse. I know, exactly. No, it would, And for that venue, um, it, it was perfect because it's a little bit of a difficult room with amplification, of which they did have some. I actually thought they had a little much, but that's another... I don't know. It sounded really good in there. I almost felt like in that you kind of room... You don't need it, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they tried that, though, and I'm sure that they did need it. So, I mean, it's it's... But it was um, a really good string quartet that had worked together, but they weren't like a string quartet. Yeah. Uh, I think they mostly knew each other, but they were all like, I think two of them were from London and oh one was God. from can Germany. You, and can one you was imagine from the Israel. string scene in Vienna? I know. Just the freelance scene must be I know. amazing. I know. Wow. But none of them were actually from there because they were doing a tour. Oh, okay. And um, I know she's done this before in Japan because I saw some footage of, uh, where I wanted to learn more about it on YouTube. You can see some of the stuff from the Blue Note in Tokyo with another string quartet there, but she's written this great music. I mean, one of them was like a entire piece that she wrote during the pandemic mm-hmm. for specifically for string quartet and piano. Of course she's playing piano and like, so it's very much set up around her sort of optimizing the way that she plays, but in a really interesting and organic way. And I just, it was, del- it was delightful. It was oh, a delightful great. evening, a lot of fun. And then after after Vienna, did you guys go anywhere else, or then was it? On so then, tour? yeah, part of the sort of family vacation, we went to Berlin nice. um, and did some sort of family, um, not really genealogy. Well, we like we went, we found my grandmother's apartment that she grew up with, you know, back in the the early, you know, whatever nineteen. She was born in nineteen oh three. Oh, amazing! And she was there through the, like the twenties in Berlin, and you know, amazing. hear all these stories growing yeah. up. Um, so we kind of found that, and um, wow. Which, uh, yeah, it's special to do with your kids, especially the age your kids are at now where they can really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And my younger son, he speaks German fairly well, so he was able to kind of do a little bit. Yeah, everybody speaks English there, though. It's just crazy, you know. Uh, But it was fun. And then we heard some music at the Berlin Philharmonic Hall, the the Philharmonie, as it's called, which I think is the finest. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Are you prepared for me to go out on a limb? I'm ready, yeah. Okay. I would say that is the finest classical orchestra hall. That's what everybody that, says. That I've ever been in. That's what I mean, I've been says. in all, all, but I've been in you know quite a few. You know what's legendary about that hall? Were you telling me about this, or were, were our orchestra buddies telling us that it's the musicians' lounge? Oh my god, it's incredible! It has like a no, bar. I've hung there. It has a bar, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? That's not that unusual. Actually, every like philharmonic hall and what's concert up, hall. St. Louis Symphony, get your. But it's like a regular bar, and it's a like when you get there for rehearsal and stuff. It's yeah. like and it's a snack bar too, but it's like a great espresso bar. Oh, man. But then after the concert, you can have a little drink with you know the conductor and fans. It's very continental VIPs. Very con- no, it's fantastic. That's right. That's I'm good. I'm trying to think if there's anywhere in the U.S. that has that. I don't think so. I mean, they'll oh. have bars out in the audience yeah. area, yeah, yeah. but yeah, there's a musician's Respect bar for the for the musicians. I don't know if we can handle it here. <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. The Vanguard has a musician's bar. It's called the Bar. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> down the street. 
Yeah. Uh, so then after this, uh, fam- that sounds amazing. So, and we heard their very unique program. I'm so glad we went. We kind of just went because I wanted, I'd been in there and I'd played in there and I loved it and I wanted my family to see it and they were really interested. But it was a youth orchestra concert, which I wouldn't necessarily be on my radar. Yeah. But it was um, a concert, a joint concert between the Ukrainian Youth Orchestra, National Youth Orchestra, oh, and cool. the German National oh, Youth amazing. Orchestra. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I bet that was really good, though. Man, it was so good. I knew it was going to be good. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because, like, the U.S., um, you know, National Youth Orchestra is of really course. good. It's killing it. And big shout-out to Sean Jones, friend of the pod, guest of the pod. Yeah. Um, right now, you know, there is a jazz big band National Youth Orchestra, the NYO. Oh, and, and the, Sean Jones is leading that, isn't Sean he? Jones is leading. He's been yeah. doing it for quite a few, three or four or five years now. They're also very good. They are incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I know they're touring around some this summer. That's under the auspices of Carnegie Hall. Ever well, heard of it? I have. I yeah. would, but I would imagine with just the the history of of musicians out of both of those countries, Germany and Ukraine. Yeah, the, the level of the of the young musicians had to be. It was really, yeah, it was yeah. good. And their youth orchestras are a little younger than ours. Like I think it went up to like nineteen or twenty. Yeah, so it's young. I mean, I know here like a lot of times it'll go into like mid twenties or something. Um, but it was just great. It was about two thirds um, Ukrainian and one third German, cool. and they had been playing this concert. They were going to be doing it in Odessa. Of course, before the, the Russian invasion and all this garbage that's going on over there, and they were able to pull it together and do it in this amazing hall. And oh, that's so it's cool. very touching. You know, that's very cool. Well, and back to the to the hall at Berlin. Yeah. So, in uh, in a shopping cart on my computer right now is this like string sample pack of the Berlin Philharmonic. Oh God! In their hall. Wait, put. I think what, it's in it? their hall. Yeah, it's, I know. Sure I know. We is. need to buy it. Yeah, because it's it's like it sounds so good, man. Yeah, it just yeah. sounds like how strings. How an orchestra should sound like it's in, it's in your head. You know how like like a great Steinway D yep. at Carnegie Hall just sounds like how a piano. Put should that in sound. your shopping cart too, yeah. by the way. All right, I'm this is good, but it's not bad. It's a Yamaha. That's a Yamaha. Yeah, shout exactly. out to Keyscape. Still waiting for that sponsorship. Um, it was a Yamaha um, that Hiromi played. She's all into the Yamaha ecosystem. She's a know? Yamaha artist. Yeah. She played a we beautiful Yamaha a, at the concert house. We should do a Hiromi appreciation post. Yeah, somewhere. we should get her on the pod. We should get her on the pod. Where you at, Hiromi? So, um, yeah, but, you know, I just encourage folks. What was fun was, you know, like, it's kind of like when you're at a place, go see some local theater. Eat some local food. Totally. Listen to some local music. So, like, you're in Berlin. Of course. How was the food, by the way? Oh, the food was great. Yeah. It it wouldn't be up. You know, we're doing all the weird vegan stuff. But they got a good hashtag plant-based scene over there? Berlin is probably the best uh, vegan for vegan restaurants, probably number one in the world. If it's not number one, it's number two behind. Oh my London. gosh, you guys were loving in it. New York. Yeah, no, it was that's part of the reason we went. And Vienna's right up there too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a serious scene there. Um, but yeah, it's like you know, check out local stuff. And in terms of music, I know we're we're jazz explained and all that kind of stuff. But um, oh. <laughs> no, you you said you said hold on. Oh, was is this our sponsor? I was time? giving you a warning. Okay, I forgot about this. Little, we are sponsored by. <laughs> Open studio. Wait. <laughs> We're out of practice, man. All right, scrap this whole episode. All right, hold on. Hold, just hold on a second. Hold on. That wasn't so okay, hard. That's how we do it. Now I remember. <laughs> Good. So we're not scrapping the episode, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, like I was saying, check out the local music, you know, and uh, of course, check out the jazz. That's what we want to do. But it's just so fun to hear different things. And then after that, you were on the road with McBride, right? Yeah. So then that went right into a, a pretty intense kind of nine, ten days, seven, eight gigs, sort of every night. Jazz festivals. Shout out to all the folks that I met and saw. A bunch of great musicians and 
groups. I mean, Herbie Hancock's over there touring, got to see. Well, I couldn't even see the show because they were playing at the same time at North Sea Jazz Festival in Sweet. Rotterdam, which is this massive festival. Yeah, it's yeah. got everybody, you know, just doing their thing. Saw Chris Thomas, friend of the pod. Hey. Uh, saw, he was on tour with, you know, Melody Gardot. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. she was being big headliners and stuff everywhere. And just, yeah, it was fun. Ron Carter, Ooh. the maestro. was out OS on a, artist, Ron ex- Carter. Exactly. Was out yeah. on an extensive tour. Great to see him. And... Um, but yeah, North Sea Jazz Festival, Nice Jazz Festival, hadn't been there in years. Uh, it's a much smaller festival than it used to be, but still really good. Um, and then uh, Pisa, some smaller festivals, which was fun down in Italy. Pisa Jazz Festival. Yeah. Um, they have a problem with one of their towers is leaning, but that's another story. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, man. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave our listeners maybe with a little bit of a nugget of some kind of jazz. Because, you know, this is jazz explained. or, or Well, we're explaining what happened over the advice. last but, few weeks. <laughs> but I wonder if you talk about just fresh off the road. Yeah. Like for people who might be uh, running into similar problems. Like, I mean, I know you're playing festivals and, and the pianos are usually pretty good in a lot of these places. But like, just tell me like any experiences with pianos on this trip that you were like, ah, okay, like this is a problem or, or monitors or anything like that about just the, yeah. the, the touring and the festival scene, especially with a band like inside straight where you have to be on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you find that, that these like summer festivals where you don't have much time sometimes right. can like mess with your flow like this? And if so, what are you doing about it? So I think that, you know, an important thing is really approaching these perf- kinds of performances with all that in mind, that there's an unpredictability there. You might not get a chance to play the piano. There was a couple of gigs. I couldn't even touch the piano until we we're starting to get, well, I was able to play a few notes beforehand, kind of line check. But, you know, it's weird because, like, the audience so is fast, there. You yeah. don't want to be, like, you know, running scales and stuff. But just basically, you know, having a mindset of flexibility and openness and, like, wow, this is going to be fun because I don't know what's going to happen. Well, let me ask you a question. When you have that line check, right, when you just have a few moments, yeah. what, do you, what do you play? You don't run scales. I mean, it'll just be like just a few chords. I'll sort of like, you know, you know, check out the different registers just to make sure I can get some kind of feel for like, how is it even? Is it, you know, is something, I mean, a lot of times that's even as, as much about checking the monitor to make sure it's not like super loud. Some, yeah. Now we had a really good uh, sound engineer traveling with us. So he's sort of checking all that too, but it's a lot when you have 30 yeah. minutes to get everything set up or whatever. So I do want to go out there and just sort of, but that's just sort of the bare minimum at those things. And it's a large ensemble with vibes and everything. And right. I mean, you got a lot to, to worry about there as far as sound yeah. goes. But you know, like I think I try to keep it simple, even though sometimes it's not a perfect setup, but like, so I don't use, I don't have anybody in my monitors except a little bit of piano. And sometimes I don't even have the piano. And the only reason I have the piano in the monitor now this doesn't work for everybody. And a lot of people are like, well, what, I, what if I can't hear the vibes or whatever? Well, you got to listen closer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so th- part of the reason is, is when, if you know you can get the monitors perfect and you've got a lot of time to work on it, you've got a, you know, a monitor engineer and everything, then I, it's great. You can get everything. But the reality is, it's especially these festivals, it's not going to be perfect. So I almost find it better to at least acoustically, it is what it is. You yeah. don't have to worry about like, you know, on the first tune, motioning this up, that that down, and I find that it, now this group sets up close. Yeah, so that's an helpful. advantage. It's very helpful. Is, is Christian McBride in? Is he close to you? Is he like? In yes, okay. I mean, it, you know, the hardest thing is if it's a nine foot piano, which oftentimes it is, is yeah. that makes him a little bit further. But I can hear him. That's usually the only thing I'll put in my monitor if I need something extra. Interesting is a little bass. Oh, that would be with this group. That'd be the last thing I'd need. Yeah. I can always hear the bass. You know. <laughs> Um, I mean, not only acoustically from him, from his amp, from and he's the got house. the mic on it. Yeah, from the house. Yeah. Uh, the vibe sometimes, 
I mean, I can always hear. I can't hear, per- but I'm like, you don't have to hear every. People get so hung up on like, I have to hear every little thing that's happening. It's yeah. like you can't process all that anyway. Just have a good time. Try to remain flexible. And the times when I kind of screwed that up uh, on this tour is when I did the opposite of that. So we call it opposite day. Yes. Peter doesn't follow. <laughs> so we pl- we're playing in Perugia, which is one of my favorite festivals in the Umbria Jazz Festival. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, that was the first time, 1994. Big shout out to Paolo Fazioli that I ever played a Fazioli. It, the pianos were barely known, and he was pr- pr- provided some pianos there to kind of you know promote his the pianos or whatever. And so I think every time I played there, I've always played Fazioli, and I always look forward to it. So I was like, I can't wait. And we're playing in the Opera House there, which is kind of one of the media. Like they have a really big outdoor venue that's a little bit generic because it's just like a stage set up with a lot of it's a really beautiful thing but it's not in the old town yeah but there's an old theater morlaki which is like an old opera house in the town you know in the little cobble that's the oh, stone yeah. you know oh, beautiful yeah, yeah. and so i was excited that we're playing there and i'm like oh man the is gonna be good. so i'm like looking forward to this the whole thing we get there to the sound check <laughs> steinway no fazioli oh yes uh, for whatever reason, they didn't have one. And so it was a great piano, but I kind of like, it just, you should never get too hyped up about something. You know, like set your expectations low. Yeah. And then, um, not that a Steinway is low, of course, but that was one thing. It kind of messed with me that whole day because I was a little disappointed. Um, and I mean, I think I still played well, but it was on my mind in a way that it didn't need to be. Yeah. So I think it's good to approach things of like, yes, you want to have a certain instrument, you ask for this, whatever, but don't be... You know, I wouldn't even say don't be a diva. Just make it so that everything is like an unexpected pleasure for you. Like the, everything's sort of additive. Oh, wow, they have a Fazioli. That's so cool. Don't go in expecting it or feeling like you deserve it or whatever. Just a Steinway. Yeah, exactly. Because then you can <laughs> just get into a stupid thing like that. Um, but also just you're mentally preparing for something and you've got to kind of reprogram your brain and put energy into Like I, I really try to control my energy because – a lot of times I'll do stuff on these, like we're traveling, so you have to do the travel. Yeah. And then, like ideally you travel and then get in and just sleep up until the gig. But a lot of times I'm like, I gotta go see this cool town, I wanna go for a run or whatever. So I'm already kind of like, but mentally and just in terms of my mental energy and creative energy, I'm very much thinking about that 90 minute gig I gotta play, yeah. I get to play, yeah. and, and trying to have everything so I can put my best foot forward for that. And so these kind of like expectations and sort of ancillary things that don't really have anything to do with the music what kind of piano it is the monitors and all that can sort of get in the way of you doing your job if you're not careful so other than that i feel like i did pretty good man i you want to hear a funny story about umbria yes i think it was in that little theater where they have the festival this wasn't for the festival so i was (laughs) playing over there i think it was my very first time in italy and it was our very first gig Mm. and i was super jet lagged and it was a great show and we had a great time with the audience and and we get off the stage, and then I was the last person off stage because, you know, I was basking. <laughs> no, but, uh, basking. you know, like the bass player, like, took off out the backstage door to go smoke, and the singer goes in the back room. And, but the audience is still going. Oh, yeah. And so there's, and they keep going. And so the promoter's like, they want an encore, you know. Right. And, and so I was, he was like, go get everybody. They want an encore. I'm super jet lagged. I'm, like, super <laughs> tired, but I'm kind of amped up. And I go to get everybody, and they were kind of huddled around this back door. And I just, I, I was like kind of jogging, like, hey, guys, they want to know. And I fell forward, literally fell flat on my face, just like covered in backstage grime and dirt. Oh. You know what I mean? Wait, did you trip on something? I or just, you just tripped on my out? own two feet, Peter. <laughs> I just tripped on my own nerves and excitement. 
And then we had to go back out for the encore, and I'm just oh, like wow. completely, right. you know, frazzled. Wrists are like oh. in serious pain. <laughs> Dislocated. And then there's the whole like, you know, oh, the just hang after. No, the, oh. no, just the the the, the ego shattering of just falling on your face. <laughs> the first. How'd the gig go? I kind of fell on my face a little bit afterwards. It really set the tone for the tour. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, it's super good to have you back, man. Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds amazing. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we, we have a string here where we have you for a bit. So we'll uh, we'll do some more. You'll hear it's coming up. Thanks everybody for being here today. And until next time, you'll hear it.